You are listening to the Ortho Idea Podcast, where we bring you the newest trends in orthopedic technology. Tune in for engaging interviews with medical device executives, surgeons, and surprise special guests discussing new disruptive technology in the marketplace. Here is your host, Eric Anderson. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Ortho Idea Podcast. My name is Eric Anderson. I'm your host today. And today I have the honor of having Greg Van Dyne on the podcast. And Greg is the co-founder of MedTech Militia, as well as several other really cool things he's doing. Without further ado, Greg, how are you? I'm doing well, Eric. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So we have to tell the audience that Eric can't... (laughs) Correctly record a podcast. So this is the second iteration of Greg and I doing a podcast, and it's 100% Eric's fault here. So I'm talking about myself in the third person here. But yeah, the other podcast, I apologize, was a high screeching noise throughout the entire podcast, so people wouldn't have enjoyed that. No, that's all right. I'm happy to jump on here once again. I was joking with you before this. I was going to make Eric wear the uh, rep scrubs as punishment for making me do it again. (laughs) Yeah, and that would have been warranted because me wearing rep scrubs makes me shake. So yeah, that's a good idea. But (laughs) actually, uh, your cool new microphone and everything, and uh, I'm sure people will get to see your setup moving forward. It looks and sounds great. Without further ado, Greg, I really appreciate you doing this again. And if you would, we talked extensively about MedTech Militia on the other podcast, so we'll do it again. If you could tell us a little bit about MedTech Militia and what you guys are doing. Yeah, so I'll kind of go back to the origin story. I was in MedDevice for about three years, transitioned into executive search, worked at a firm for about four months, realized that I could kind of do this on my own and decided to build out my own search firm. But I wanted to do it a little bit differently because I think that the traditional search industry is kind of a racket. And I think that a lot of these opportunities, if people just took the time to really get out there and network that a lot of these opportunities would be filled organically through a community. So that's what we did. We built out a community called MedTech Militia. It's a Slack channel. Uh, We meet every two weeks. We have webinars. Our next one is going to be this Friday, actually, with Jay Pendleton. The one after that will be with Mark Copeland talking about the value analysis process. We have Kevin Seif, who's a former Navy SEAL, coming on to talk about creating a side hustle. And then the last one in the next two months is going to be with Bo Barron, one of our co-founders, who's going to be talking about negotiations in the med tech space. It's a great opportunity to network. There's four opportunities at minimum to network every single month. So we think it's a great opportunity for folks in the med tech space to get under one roof, collaborate, and really figure out what's working for them, what's not working for them, figure out if someone can help them connect them with a new opportunity. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far. The group is fantastic. It's been good. Well, that sounds great because I know several people who are listening right now to this podcast or have gone through the pain of searching for a new career, or have found out through the grapevine that they uh, no longer have an opportunity at their current organization, and they have to look and find somewhere. And that's a fear that all of us have experienced, that you go, "Uh uh-oh, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? And it sounds like your community is someplace where somebody can go and really understand what their next steps can be. Yeah, absolutely. I think as the med tech space in the whole doesn't do a great job networking, I think that a lot of people use conferences as their opportunity to network outside of their own organization. This is just a way, an in-between, where people can hopefully be proactively leveraging a network as opposed to reactively waiting until they need a network to rely on to build one. Yeah, and that's a great point. I think so many people are 
strictly reactive when something occurs or they sense that something's going to occur. And obviously, preparation and being prepared as well as aware of what's going on in your surroundings through others, that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Typically, what are your members? Do they come from all walks of MedTech or what are you seeing? Yeah, so we've got people from all the way up from like VPs of sales and founders down to people that are just trying to break into the industry. So it runs the full gamut. I think that for people that are VPs of sales and higher, I think it's just a good opportunity for them to collaborate with other and commiserate sometimes with other people that are in their positions at other companies. But it's also a good opportunity for them to kind of give back and be a mentor for some of these people that were just like them trying to break into the industry at one point. Yeah, that's great. And if you would, Greg, would you tell a little bit about your background? Because it's fascinating. As I've told several people, I have a picture that I think of you whenever I have a tough day and I say to myself, this is really a tough day, this picture of Greg. So if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background. Yeah, as a Green Beret medic, I was either operated or training to become a Green Beret medic for nine years. Uh, I was stationed over at Fort Carson in Colorado Springs, Colorado, did deployments to Afghanistan throughout Eastern Europe. And got out back in 2021, transitioned over to the med device space. Like I said, worked there for about three years. Love med device, love med tech. It's a super interesting space and wanted to stay in it. But as most of you guys know, it, and I think that Eric, you and Matthew Ray Scott do a terrific job of this and Stu Brandon those, and all of you guys, but it's really not a space for creatives. And I think if you're working under a big umbrella of a company like Stryker or Smith & Nephew, it's really hard to express yourself. And being part of the military for nine years, it was just more of the same in the sense of you know, it was very bureaucratic and wanted it to be a little bit outside of the box. So I think that what I'm doing now has offered me that outlet, which has been great. That's got a little bit about my background. I attribute like a lot of my success or like a lot of my entrepreneurial spirit to the soft and special operations background. I think it's really taught me to figure it out. That's like the number one thing that I think about like what I took away from the military is just like an ability to figure it out. You can put me in a tough situation, back me in the corner, and I'm going to figure out a way to be successful and find a way. And that's a great quality that to have, and especially in our world of med device and those that are in the operating room and or in front of a surgeon and there's questions that you got to find a way. And that's really, and I can go down, this is, it could be a whole podcast in itself about the value that someone brings their physicians or surgeons and figuring out a way if things kind of go sideways. And it reminds me of that video of Jocko Willink when he goes, okay, everything's gone to hell in a handbasket. We got all these problems. And he goes, good. You know, it's like that kind of quality that you can have. And I can understand why you were so successful in doing what you were doing. With MedTech Militia, what kind of spurred you guys on to decide, okay, this is what we're going to do? And what kind of was the aha moment for you guys? Yeah, there's been a couple of aha moments. One being that there's nobody out there that has like an ongoing career development, professional development community um, in the MedTech space that's specific there. So I felt like we were definitely bridging a gap in that sense. But I think the other aha moment is like as an executive recruiter, one thing that I always ran into was people, they always reach out to you. Do you have any opportunities? And I don't. We all have like five or six jobs, but they're very specific to a different type of industry or a 
experience and it just doesn't fit the bill for everybody. So what can we do to help those individuals when I can't help them out? Well, I can throw them into a community and we can have them network with other people inside of the industry and hopefully be able to drum up some opportunities that way. We're not just telling people to kick rocks and we don't have opportunities for them. We're referring them to a community that they can then leverage to hopefully find the next opportunity. We also created the 1099 map or the distributor map recently. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being like kind of our cash cow. It's gotten a very warm welcome and we've got a lot of traction with that early on. And that really spurred from, again, it's people or the companies in this instance where they were coming to us and saying, hey, I need 1099s. I don't need W-2s. I need 1099s and I need reliable ones. And there's really nothing out there that's like storing or like funneling these opportunities to distributors. We decided to create the 1099 map where people can sign up and they're part of our distribution list. And if we get any new opportunities from companies, we send them over to the distributor. If they want to talk with the company, then we connect them with the company that they read about. And that's really interesting because also, obviously, what we do at Extremity Surgical, we're a 1099 distributorship for several different extremity lines. And I get several regional people, vice presidents of sales, CEOs of smaller companies looking for 1099, and I get random messages on LinkedIn from them quite a bit. And when you told me about this, I was very interested because it's kind of, how do I say this in the most appropriate way? As much as they want to vet us for being a 1099, we want to vet them as a company to understand what they're all about and what they're doing. And this sounds like a perfect opportunity to do that. Yeah. I mean, the power is completely in the distributor's hands because they're anonymous until they don't want to be anymore. And we connect them with the company that we sent them the opportunity about. So I think over time, we'll be a little bit more selective about the companies that we work with. But I think especially from the distributor standpoint, it's a good way to filter out those opportunities so that they make sure that like only being connected with opportunities that they're interested in. Yeah, that's invaluable because like I was saying, there are great companies out there that want 1099s. And obviously, they're looking for sales organizations out there, distributor organizations that understand what they want and do it effectively. Because I always say, there's a couple different versions of 1099s. And say this the most kind way I can is, there's one that is a fantastic sales organization. They are extremely prepared to be a part of the sales channel. And they're very good at what they do. And then there's others who don't want to be part of a big company and don't want to do reports. That's really their thought process. And I think there's a happy medium between kind of get in the middle of both of those. And a lot of companies I know that are looking for a quality sales organization. Yeah. And I think that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately is, okay, we've opened this up to distributors for free that they can sign up. Because at some point, we need to vet the distributor. Right? Is there a way that like we build in quality metrics or like a rating system where like companies can give feedback about that distributor? Maybe it's anonymous, and so only we have it. But that's something that's been on my mind. Because like you said, not all... And just like anything, it's not all 1099s are built the same. Just like not all janitors are built the same, right? Yeah, no, 100%. And I think it's very smart of what you guys are doing because you're providing a service that honestly is not out there at this point in time. And that's tough. Now, what have you, the MedTech militia, the community you've built, typically, yeah, you talked about some impressive people that you are having come on every week. How do you get those people? What are you looking for? And if you could tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, really, we're just looking for interesting people in the medtech space. I think Jay Pendleton is obviously super interesting with what he's got going on over at Medtech Voice. And he's just, in terms of like how he's navigated his career, I think that he can offer a lot of insight to younger folks in the industry or maybe people that are at an impasse in their careers. So I thought he'd be a terrific person to be on the podcast. Him and I, because we both started up these ventures around the same time, have been communicating back and forth quite a bit. He's in the community. And so we talk quite a bit and it was kind of a natural fit for him to come on and be a part of the show. And Mark Copeland, also a part of the community, and he's been working on a value analysis course that we've been talking with him about for the past few months, actually, since he joined. And we're actually going to have him on on Friday of this week as well to talk on a LinkedIn Live about his course that he's putting out. Really, we're just looking for people that have been in the med tech space, have experience, and are interested in telling their story and providing some value to the community members. And I think these first four people can definitely do that. We've got Preston Alexander on tap to talk about healthcare finance. I forgot about that one. That'll be in sometime in February. We're just kind of just stacking the deck and trying to connect with people that want to talk about interesting stuff in the med tech space. That's great. And if somebody wants to sign up for MedTech Militia, can you let us know how they do that? Yeah, you can just go to our website. It's www.medtechmilitia.com. There's a join link that you can press join. And right now we're doing a 30-day free trial. So you can sign up with a 30-day free trial and it's only 20 bucks a month. And then if you want to do the annual membership, it's $200 a year. That's great. Well, $200 is nothing in your, as far as career guidance and things of that nature. That's great. Now... Do you find that you have recruiters that join MedTech Militia just to find candidates or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I hope that will be the case. Eventually, I think as we grow, there will definitely be recruiters that will want to join up there and take advantage of being able to put their job listings in front of their exact audience. Because putting it on LinkedIn is great. But if you have an audience that is like specific to MedTech and they're in a community that they're looking at daily, it's a pretty good opportunity for them to put their job listings out there, right? I definitely see that as an opportunity moving forward. As a search firm ourselves, like I don't care. I just want people to get good people in their companies and make it happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I just was kind of thinking about that. I mean, what a great community for recruiters to find quality people. It's part of me. There are, what was the name of the board they used at MedReps or, you know, there are different ones that are out there, but that's it, MedReps.com. And I've been on it and looked around at it, but there's no community piece. It's just kind of job listings for recruiters, which that's kind of 1.0. And it sounds like MedTech Militia is 2.0 or 3.0, kind of bringing it to a different level. And that's what we're hoping. I think that we want to be like medreps.com inside of this. We'd like that to be the case just so we can be putting all of these opportunities in front of the most people so that we're getting people uh, cooked up with the right opportunities. Gotcha. Gotcha. One of the things that I was really curious about is when individuals join the community and they're obviously be able to communicate with others. I know there's a lot of people out there that say, you know, I don't really like getting into communities and turning on my microphone and my camera. And I used to be one of those guys and now I do it too much. But I think that that's sometimes that some people think that way. What do you say to somebody like that who's kind of a little nervous about doing that? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I would say my initial gut reaction is to say toughen up buttercup and get in the arena. But I understand I'm like, I like sympathetic that. to the fact that some people are uncomfortable, but this is a community that's geared towards a lot of sales and marketing folks. So if you are afraid of getting on the camera and getting in front of people and networking, I hate to break it to you, but I think you might have found the wrong industry and profession. Yep. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> 
Yeah, that sounds good. I asked that because funny enough, I had somebody say that to me yesterday and I thought the same exact thing what you just said. I'm like, well, do you have a problem walking down the hallway and when you see a physician stopping and talking to them? It's the same thing. I mean, except you're just on a camera and a, the microphone. And I thought to myself, I'm like, if you have that problem, you might want to jump into something else is what I thought. But Everybody has different things that concerns and things like that. So that's why I wanted to ask that question and just see. And plus, I can imagine, you know, obviously, these days of everybody who's going to be able to on Zoom and everything else these days, I mean, kind of the culture has changed with that. So the opportunity to be in a community of like-minded individuals is pretty cool. I guess the softer answer to this is that we record all of our webinars. So if you wanted to watch them afterwards or after the fact, you can do that. And then it's a Slack channel. Like that's where a lot of the value comes from is just being able to ask questions in a Slack channel. So it's just a chat forum. You can get value just from being able to see the daily discussions or interact in the daily discussions that we have there about sales and marketing and the industry as a whole. Yeah. And that's great. What is your feeling, and I'm going to get your crystal ball out here and see what you have to say about this. Do you feel that our industry is growing in size, staying the same, shrinking, going through changes? I love to talk to different people and about their analysis of what the med tech space is doing because... I'm thoroughly convinced that nobody has any idea. (laughs) It's like we all have different opinions that usually all come to fruition. I was just curious to get your opinion on what's going on right now. Yeah, I think it's only going to get easier and easier to bring products to market. I think that there's disruptions in the space in terms of like AI and like viz.ai, I think is helping like a lot of new companies get to market quicker because they're able to analyze past patient data and like bring that into a study that is then able to, there's just a ton of different technologies that are going to make it easier to get to market. But with that comes the fact that these people in these sales forces, I'm a huge fanboy for all 1099s. Like that's like one thing that I've found out through this for the last three or four months is like, that is what I believe people need to be doing is going the distributor route because there is just so much opportunity there. I think that the med device space, the traditional med device sales route is not going anywhere. I do think that it's going to be increasing. And we've seen it for the past, you've seen it your entire career probably. It's just, it's becoming increasingly more difficult to lead a very purposeful and fruitful in terms of dollar amount career in med device. And like the way that you get around that is you become a distributor. I think if you want to stay in the field or you go sell in a different industry. I completely agree with you on that because I don't see, obviously, Big companies are hiring people like crazy. They're more and more and more. Now, I have noticed that compensation has changed in the last probably five years. In some sectors of medtech, dramatically changed, which that's any industry really that happens. But they can't ever... Here I go with my big long story of you can't commoditize sales representation as much as the big companies have tried. They have tried. They would like everybody to look the same, talk the same, smell the same, drive the same car. And that's really hard to do in our space just because the days are ever changing and what we do. And and I am speaking of some sectors and that's mostly OR based type positions. But you're 100% right. If you want a different path, more entrepreneurial path, it's the 1099 path for sure. And I would add that the 1099s who are extremely forward-thinking, 
you're not only going to be a medical distributorship, you're also going to be a media company. You're going to be all of these different things under one roof. You're going to be a company. You're not going to just be some independent rep with some stuff to sell. You have to be more than that. So anyway, that's on my soapbox about 1099s. But yeah, I agree with you. As this industry changes and now companies, small technology companies want to get their products to the marketplace, more and more, there's going to be a desire for 1099s to achieve that. And with these bigger companies, I always think about, I love what Stu Braden has talked about with almost hedging your bets and like de-risking like is through a distributorship is that like, if he were to lose one account or if he was to lose one product, he'd only be losing X percentage of his revenue. Whereas if you get your territory cut or you lose an account because whoever's over the contract negotiations for the IDN and you lose that account, and maybe that's like 60 or 70% of your business, like now you're in trouble. You can hedge those bets if you go to the distributor route. Yeah, absolutely you can. Will you lose lines along the way and will you lose? Absolutely. Companies, we just had it happen to us. One of our companies is in the middle of a purchase and things change. But you understand that. And there is there some security in being in a larger company? I don't think so. But perception-wise, you may think that. But they can make changes and they do all the time. And it's going to be interesting. I think as more and more the larger companies hire more and more because their thought process is they want to have somebody in front of a physician all the time. And we'll see how that occurs and how that is, how comes to fruition. If there's somebody out there listening to this podcast and they're like, man, I really want to learn more about MedTech Militia, where should they go? They can go to either to our website or they can just reach out to me via LinkedIn and I'm happy to talk to them. Yeah. I'm happy to answer any questions, hop on a call. I'm always down to network with people. So it's an opportunity for me to get to know somebody new and see if we can help them out. And if not, then just stay in contact. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. I love that you guys have done this. I think this is so needed because as I said in the beginning of the podcast, there are so many people who decide that they want to make a change in their career or are forced to make a change. The first feeling is you're out on an island all by yourself and you kind of start scrambling and you say, okay, I need to start calling recruiters. And like you said very well, as a recruiter, you're like, yeah, I just don't have any opportunities for you. The idea of being proactive is really, I think, essential for people who are listening to us right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you're waiting until you're in need of a job, you're too late. Not that you won't end up on your feet, but you are doing yourself a disservice if you are waiting to really network and put yourself out there. Totally agree. Well, I really appreciate you uh, doing this podcast again, Greg. I guess you could say we were better at it this time because we had practiced before. Exactly. We crushed it this time. (laughs) Yeah, we crushed it this time. (laughs) So again, if you are interested, and uh, I would highly suggest everybody listening, go out to www.medtechmilitia.com or reach out to Greg on LinkedIn. And thanks everyone for their time today. And Greg, thanks again for doing the podcast again. Yeah, I appreciate you, Eric. This is a blast. Second time, 2.0. Yeah, there we go. We got podcast 2.0. Awesome. Thanks, Greg. We'll talk soon. All righty. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Ortho Idea Podcast. If you would like to learn more about the technologies discussed, please visit www.medtechmilitia.com authoidea.com